Chapter thirty one of Living with Our Children by Clara D. Pearson. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Parental Prestige. There is a wise saying well known among political economists to the effect that all just governments derive their powers from the consent of the governed. It is not customary to think of this as applicable to the control of children by their parents, but it might well be to impose control upon an unwilling populace is to court trouble whether that populace be composed of millions or of hundreds and the same principle holds true even in case the populace has dwindled to one this is not meant to imply that individual prohibitions shuttings up or even the possible spanking of a child too young to be amenable to reason must be visé at the time by the culprit naturally not it does not mean that parents should so establish themselves in the esteem of their children as to be able with confidence to appeal from philip drunk to philip sober without possessing the respect and confidence of children in their sober moments no parents can govern and guide to good effect it is true that they must suppress quite successfully and that for the time being this may pass for that sometimes commented on wonderful control but the test comes when for one reason or another suppression is impossible then the fallacy of it all is revealed in one of the large training schools of our country where there was much practice teaching by students they were warned not to be unduly elated if for the first three days after assuming charge of a group of young pupils everything moved along in perfect order that the training teacher was wont to say implies that your predecessor was a success and it is on the fourth day that her influence will be weakening and your own put to the test no teacher is a success whose pupils will not go on well for at least a few days in her absence the same might well be said of parents suppressing of disorder and naughtiness may be far better than letting children run wild but it is certainly far inferior to inspiring them with affection and high ideals which shall serve to hold them true when their parents are absent under these circumstances it becomes vitally important that our children shall think well of us that we shall stand guiltless before the bar of their judgment what do they think of us anyhow they see us behind the scenes as well as before the footlights of life's stage make up will not deceive them we shall not count for anything more than we are of that you may be sure we may if we do not give thought to it count for much less than we are because we underestimate their capacity for appreciation and keep shut away from them such treasures of manner thought and spirituality as we gladly share with our social equals if there is one place in the universe where we should most gladly give our best it is at home there is no other place where the obligation is so great nor is there one which can bestow so sweet an ultimate reward if we do our best we shall often fall far short of being what we desire but our children are quick to recognize and appreciate honest effort 
so we shall not have utterly failed after all. It is not only in the larger aspects of life that we win prestige with our children. Little things count tremendously, and life is composed of the greater part of trifles. We may be admired for our morals, as Emerson said, but we are loved for our manners. Our boys and girls are much swayed naturally by the judgment of those associates who are their peers in the matter of age and experience, and so for expediency, if for no better reason, we should enlarge our charmed circle once in a while to take in the playmates and school friends among whom so much of their time is passed. We must know as much as possible of the character of our children's associates, and it is very wise to win their good opinion of us. It gives a lad's respect for his mother a tremendous brace when his companion says to him, Gee, but your mother knows a lot. If your beauty-loving little daughter brings some playmates into the kitchen when you are taking a pan of cookies from the oven, and it is remarkable how often these two happenings coincide, her admiration for you is sure to rise if a companion remarks later between mouthfuls, Your mother always looks pretty, doesn't she? I wish that mine would wear pink aprons in the kitchen. Afterward, when you have to make some ruling which bears down upon the crowd of children who are romping about the place, and your own feel that it is inhospitable or may be unpopular, the boy who respected your intelligence and the girl who admired your apron are sure to sustain your judgment. It may be only with a rough, Ah, come on, your mother's all right, but it carries much weight. Wise parents encourage their children to play at home, even though it means, as it frequently does, keeping open house for a flock of small neighbors. This gives an opportunity for a quiet estimation of their desirability, and it also gives an observant mother a chance to get a very useful consensus of opinion about teachers, absent playfellows, and other matters concerning child welfare. Many an invaluable suggestion floats up to a mother who sews inside an open window when her children are playing outside. Those who rear children must learn to plan far ahead, to be ready for many contingencies which may never arise. Somebody is going to provide the standards for the little coterie to which your children belong. That somebody may or may not be the right sort of person. It cannot be anyone who will have their best interests more at heart than you. Why should you not be the person? Why should you not be so respected and loved by those who have become youths and maidens that they will accept your standards as quickly as those of others? Life has given you the ascendancy in the first place by giving you the plastic years of your children's lives most intimately and exclusively. It remains with you yourself whether you will retain it, and if you retain it, how you will use it. There is nothing reprehensible in longing to win as much prestige as possible among the young people. It is much more worthwhile than any which can be won in the world of society, and it will be much more lasting. 
if permitting other small boys to corral their mud turtles along with those of your own lad in your backyard gives you a hold on those boys try to take the turtles in if permitting attic parties to thunder over your head on rainy days furnishes safe and wholesome diversion for the crowd why limit the hours as discreetly as possible plug your ears with cotton and welcome the parties one elderly mother in talking to her middle-aged daughter said i never knew why i succeeded so much better than my friends in keeping my child's confidence during the teenage and the reply came like a flash because you always chummed with me before that age and it is true that it is much easier and safer to keep the child's respect love and confidence than it is to be indifferent or preoccupied for a while and then try to win it back loving our own children should make all children dearer to us a certain big attic which had witnessed all sorts of youthful stunts from boxing matches and ten pins to bicycle races and had harbored twenty-eight boys with more or less regularity on the rainy days of a decade or so is enshrined in their memories as a sort of youthful paradise one of the visiting boys recently paid his respects to the hospitable mother who had welcomed him along with the rest and chuckled over some of the reminiscences which they revived then he sobered and added i want to tell you how the memories of those days helped me last year i was farming you know and my wife was terribly sick for six weeks in my busiest season we were too poor to hire the help we needed and i had to work all day in the fields and then relieve the nurse at night i got only two hours of unbroken sleep in each twenty-four and some naps when my wife was dozing i don't see now how i lived through it well there were times when it seemed to me that i should break down utterly and then i used to pretend i was back in your attic for a while playing with the other fellows i'd count them over and repeat their nicknames and i'd recall the games we used to play it was the doctor and the nurse that pulled my wife through but i guess it was your big attic that saved me they sat moist-eyed for a minute and then he added i shouldn't wonder if those rainy days were pretty tough on you though prestige one yes and something better as well end of chapter thirty one